Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 46 of another Woodshop Podcast, the Dunlap, the weird average podcast. A podcast. <laughs> nice. Nice. What's Pete, what's Pete. going on, guys? What's, what's going up? on, Dan? And what's Mike? Up? What's up? I think my new goal for the new year is to make Dan laugh uncontrollably. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uncontrollably right before we go live uh, with the recording. Uh, you know what? These guys made me drink a bunch of bourbon right before bunch? I have to do a sponsored ad read. And I think it's we made him. They forced us. Me. Us. I don't have them. Multiple personality disorder. Hey, Bear Hollow, thank you so much for sponsoring <laughs> the show. No, seriously, we do love Bear Hollow. Uh, Brady over there is the man. We really appreciate them for supporting us. We'd really love it if you would support them, please. They have really good hardware. Um, and they got other stuff as well. They got tools and they got – you can actually buy direct ship wood from them. And they got a lot of stuff on their website and I've ordered a lot of stuff from there. They have really good stuff. So um, good stuff. For sure, for sure, for sure. No, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's a pre-show joke. Big thank you to uh, Bear Hollow Supply for supporting the show. And we really would appreciate it if you went and check, checked out their website. Uh, I'm having a hard time talking. Words are difficult. I don't know what we normally do now, but I think Pete says something about our Patreon page. Yeah, it's great. Mike? Okay. <laughs> uh, no, but if you want to help some- <laughs> you want if you want to help support the show, help us grow, help us keep this going, keep this nonsense going. Uh, make sure to check us out on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash another woodshop podcast. And I know this is out of order, but I'm going to say, check us out on YouTube. Just throw one in there. Just a little sprinkle. Now Mike? I'm f- spinning into a death spiral. Yeah, he I don't know what yeah, I'm supposed are. to say now. I'm I'm to death now you say the names of the really nice Army people that are... Oh, yeah. yeah hey, yeah. we got three new sponsors. Nope, we got three new patrons this week. <laughs> oh, Sp- man. Sponsors. They're sponsors of the show. Those are kind of mini sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, they're big time stuff, really. I'm waiting for uh, my tools from them. Uh, the big... Jeez <laughs> Louise. You're such a sellout. The ah. biggest... Uh, not the biggest. The first one is uh, Daniel Langley. <laughs> they're all the same. All. This is <laughs> your guys' fault? Legitimately your order. fault. <laughs> the, <laughs> oh, man. what it, it, We've already done Bourbon Mike Strikes Again. What is it like? Bourbon Mike, the Clone Wars, or something like that. Is that where uh, I like ones? that? <laughs> uh, we could workshop that. That's cool. The Bourbon Mike Menace, the f- anything Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> the first one is uh, uh, Daniel Langley. Thank you for supporting the show. Chad Bratton at Rescue Woodco. He really makes some cool boards. That's all yep. I'm going to say about that. Nick Brim, thank you for supporting the show, man. I think that's a Dunlap buddy, right? He's over by you, right? Yeah. He lives a block away from me. Oh, that's right. He's the guy that makes the cups. Yeah, they're yes. getting closer. And he's the guy that bought something from me on my Etsy store. He's a good dude. So thank you, Nick, for supporting us seriously from the bottom of our hearts. We really do appreciate you guys so, so much. So Super um, cool, dude. That's awesome. It's so cool to find people near you, right, through this community. Like, yeah, it's I mean, crazy. I, wanna, like, it's I had like, no idea he was over there. And he's like, hey, he, he was watching my stories one day. And he saw, like, in the background – one of my neighbors goes like full bore on the Christmas lights. Christmas thing, yeah. <laughs> yes, and he saw the house in the background of one of my stories, and he's like, "Uh, I think I live a block from you." So we we started. <laughs> and you chatting. guys have been dating ever since. 
Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, it's it, a real it was, lady it was in the much tramp more story. wholesome than finding each other on Grinder. <laughs> I mean, that's how we found. I mean, seriously, think about it. Like through this community, like we found each other. I've made mm-hmm. multiple friends from this community, like legit real friends. It's really sad. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's really sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's real sad. No, uh, it's really cool. Uh, what do we do now? Normally, what? What's on my bench? Wait, hang on. I have what? a ti- I have a Star Wars title: The Tale Go. of Bourbon Fett. Mm-mm. Like you're only supposed to say good things. It is a good um, thing. <laughs> well, Dan doesn't get it because he doesn't watch Star Wars. But yeah, you Dan's get it. like trying to think about Harry Potter references and stuff. <laughs> Dan looks very upset right now, more than normal. Dan, are you looking into the sun because you're squinting a lot? <laughs> we started deciding to record at, at 4 p.m. <laughs> Dan doesn't yep. know what's going on. <laughs> so early. Um, is that it? Hey. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's call the show. It was a good intro. Let's wrap it up. Oh yeah. Okay. We'll do the song. Then we do the thing. Gonna, I'm gonna throw in the edit right now. What's on my bench? Okay. Perfect. Uh, Dan. Daniel Dunlap. Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks dot com. I don't know if that's real. Dunlap. Nope. It's Dun- sort of real, but that doesn't make sense. It. it either is or isn't. Uh, what did you do it's this week? <laughs> it's kind of real. <laughs> What does that mean? There's there's stuff there at DanielDunlapWoodworks.com, but there's not a Ooh, whole lot. That sounds weird. Yep. I'm going to it right now. That's a really <laughs> good way that. to get people to go to your website. Don't there's do that. stuff there, but it's not legal, air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I finished the teak shower floor. I the party shower the, floor? Yes. Yeah. It's a giant party shower, dude. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dan, why does your page redirect to uh, GoFundMe? Does it? It's to pay off know. his Menards credit card. <laughs> <laughs> it's a consumer purchase card. It's I not got a credit 13, card. Thousand dollar balance on my Menards card. You guys gotta help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Dan. Back to you. I finished the. I finished refinishing the writing desk. Uh, so hopefully, I'll I'll uh, I'll deliver both of those tomorrow or Sunday. We're recording on Friday. If you didn't know. Um. Context. I started. Thank I you, started. Dan. I started making a coffee bar, a solid one of coffee bar. I will sue you. You can't call it that. There's no why. Oh, you you're me. fine. Go ahead. Sorry. Three E's. Three E's. <laughs> Three E's. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna start working on the giant, ridiculous bookcase. Mm. I'm still like. I'm still trying to hash out the design with my client. I got all the the wood and the material for it. I spent you got all the wood. A small fortune on material <laughs> this last week, but Crazy. yes, I got I got most of it. That's what's on my bench. You can Pete. you call the YouTube video "Giant Ridiculous Bookcase"? I don't know if there's going to be a YouTube video, but there probably okay. should be. Yep. I really should make more YouTube videos. <laughs> I think that's that's Mike's way of telling me to make more YouTube videos. It was, what was very that? giant, giant was ridiculous. Giant what? What did you call? Kind of bookcase. bookcase. Giant right. ridiculous bookcase. And I want yeah. Dan to be photoshopped into one of the little enclosures because it's all like yeah. cubed off, right? Just be like, yeah, it's like a very Tetrisy like bookcase. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, Tetris. Super cool reference. It's like all cool. oh, right. It's going to be like a Tetris bookcase, but every shelf is going to be like a cutting board it's going to be laminated it's going to be like walnut i think it's going to be walnut mahogany white oak and maple nice every every panel it's going to be you already picked up all the wood for that 
Well, I need to go buy more mahogany, apparently. Mm. Oh. In yeah. White Oak. You're more mahogany? <laughs> Pete, mahogany. I've had a few uh, chocolate it, it, They call it mahogany over there. <laughs> mahogany? <laughs> it's like sapele and sapili. Is that whole thing? Sapili. Tomato potato. I have to, before we go on, I have to talk about Dan tagging me in a story when he went to ethnic sandwiches <laughs> this week. <laughs> I had so many people be like, oh, that's really real. You, yeah, you real. didn't tag me? It's really real. You didn't go. No, I didn't tag you because I'm sorry. I'm this sorry. This is an AB conversation. You can see your way out of it. You can, you know, I was... <laughs> It was so good. It was a highlight. It's a real. It's a real thing. And it's been a bad week. <laughs> <laughs> ethnic sandwiches. Uh, I ordered the hot beef and mashed potatoes. Very ethnic. Mm-hmm. I really. My nickname wanted, in high school. I really, really, really <laughs> wanted to do a story. I really wanted to do a story on the inside of it because it's just like white ladies. It's just white ladies in ethnic sandwiches. It's just white in ladies. Did, did they call you sugar? No, there? no, it's nothing. It's just, it's so funny. I, d- I didn't realize how funny that place was until Mike pointed it out when he was here visiting from California. We're driving down, I don't know, I guess it would be the main street of Bellevue, right? Bellevue, yeah. yeah. Well, and, actually, and it's Bellevue into Omaha. It's uh, 13th Street. Most people yeah, who are local to me know, we're, know what We're driving means. down the street, and I'm like, what? <laughs> As a Californian... That place would have been shut down 32 years ago. (laughs) There would not be a place called Ethnic Sandwiches in California. That's the name of the place. It's weird that it it survived the the whole union. It made it split past the Civil War. Yeah, they proudly proudly have on their sign, Ethnic Sandwiches, established in 1977. I'm pretty sure it was illegal back then, too. It's it's a busy place. I mean, they make good, good food. I mean, you'd have to make ethnic. You'd have to make good sandwiches if you're running a business called Ethnic Sandwiches. Otherwise, you're just going to get shut there, down. I went in you there and I was like... You can't be ugly and mean. <laughs> I went in there and I was like, <laughs> I'd, I'd like the, the Philly cheesesteak. And she's like, oh, we don't do that on, on Tuesdays. That's a Monday sandwich. I'm like, uh, what's Tuesday? Hot, hot roast beef and mashed potatoes. I'm like, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> mashed potatoes on a sandwich is like... Have you brilliant. ever had a hot roast beef and mashed potatoes? I haven't had with mashed potatoes, although we have this thing called fat sandwiches in Jersey, which is basically just like they put French fries and like chicken nuggets and stuff and everything on there. What? Yeah, back they just like wipe the counter off. Attack on a sandwich. It's called fat sandwiches. It'll be like fat Greek and fat, uh, you know, just, oh, okay. it's just all this stuff. Yeah. Remember uh, when this used to be a podcast about woodworking? We, right. Pre-show, we were talking about cars. I love sandwiches. He moved on. <laughs> Another sandwich podcast. Another sandwich podcast. Uh, uh, what else, Dan? I think that's it. I think that's it. <laughs> Pete, what's I think up? I threw it to you. I did. A long time ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'll talk now. Uh, Mike, you just keep sipping. So, keep, keep, please, I need you nice and mean later. <laughs> oh, it's going to be bad. Put me in my place. I know. I know. It's fine. That's, I already got my hankies here. I'm it's going to be bad. <gasps> You're going to cry for sure. I mean, look this at that week, shirt. For And sure. I think Mike, Mike, for Mike sure. and I are going to agree on something for once. Finally. And it's going to be... True. This week sucked. <laughs> yeah, this week it was sucked not so good. hard. Um, I think we both had a bit of a rough week. Uh, I had to go into New York City for work, like on site, two days, uh, and then a week, a day last week. And I usually go in once a month. Now I'm going in multiple times, and I was inside a hospital the whole time. That's fun because I, 
because I work for a hospital. But I don't believe is great. there something going on that would make a hospital more dangerous than normal? Uh, yeah, it's right down a block from uh, Ethnic Sandwiches Bodega. <laughs> <laughs> Bodegas are small shops in New York, for those of you that aren't mm. from around here. Yeah, yeah, learn something good. So, that's not because I, I would I have to get up at you know 6 a.m. And you guys all know I pull late nights. I have to be in a city by 8 o'clock. And then by the time I leave and drive for an hour and change in traffic, I'm not home to like 6, 7. So, just exhausted. It wasn't getting much done. But I knocked out a couple orders. I also had some awesome delivery. Christmas came super late this year. Came this week. I got or my early. bandsaw. Or early. Oh, yeah. Well, then again, I ordered the, this bandsaw back in late October, it's like early Jeopardy. November. You can't yeah. go over. You have to only be under. Exactly, so it's yeah. actually early Christmas. That's not Jeopardy. You're thinking price of is right. Price is oh, right. Like, oh, whoops. <laughs> I don't know. I don't watch game shows. I have a life, you Pete. You have to ask a question, but not quite okay, a question. Right. Oh, okay, right. Um, um, so the good thing is, though, Christmas came, I guess, late. It all came this early. Week. Everything I ordered. I believe early. you're thinking of the Price is Right, Pete. Wait, no, that's not how that joke went. It's <laughs> <laughs> a joke to something else. Yeah, you um, wouldn't get it because we had to edit it out because we had a technical failure. This is definitely not take two. We're not trying to. We everything. haven't heard this before. <laughs> <laughs> my stakes. I mean, mistakes. Uh, anyways, my bandsaw came in that I ordered back in like late October, early November. That landed, and my Prusa printers landed. Uh, all on Monday. And the best part is, I've been so busy this week, they're still sitting in parts that I haven't been able to put them together. And ironically, I was busy Have with you got these a chance orders, to, like, and, use what, the bandsaw yet? That's an amazing bandsaw. Oh, oh, yeah, the bandsaw. Bandsaw immediately got set up. That, I, don't, I don't know why that took priority. But it just in did. My shop you don't know why? Because it's dope? I know why. I know. <laughs> I... I resawed a bunch of stuff. I hooked up Dust Collection to it already. Uh, Dan told me that I did it wrong. Because I was supposed to run two separate oh, hoses I told to my you, dust collection. I told you. I was like, oh, why did I do it like that? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Dan ran uh, dual hoses to his dust collector instead of like two and then I guess to a Y eventually. I just like I, ma- I did the, them I straight did the to a Y, y and then one out. Colli- That's not how you're supposed I to do it. I did the Y at the... You're supposed to do it, it how Dan did it. Right. Pizza's right. wrong. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Well, come, come, at, come to Jersey and fix it for me. You're gonna lose. Oh, I mean, I will with. Oh, my hands. Yeah. Oh, and kisses. Hey, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> Dan God, looks very I, uncomfortable. I cannot, I cannot wait. For and you guys he was to singing Justin Timberlake before we I recorded. Was not. So on a loop. This man is obsessed. Literally, anytime we're like, that. oh wait, hang on, I have to do this. He'd be like, right, let me play it one more time. Demonetize. Yes, we can. Oh, it's, it's all recorded. Oh, all I slipped Peter five. It was recorded. Polish talk. That's that. a twenty. <laughs> well, it's all going to be F-M-L. after the, the audio. Great. It's going to be in there. Great. Yeah, fudge your life. <laughs> uh, yeah, nice way to clean those letters. That bandsaw up. is fantastic. I, it's literally been the thing I've been waiting for. I was going to sell my current one, but I decided against it because I want to be Good a baller call. like my coffee Good and coffee. have two. McCafe. Two, not four. Mc, McCafe. <laughs> For sure. I also I also ordered a couple of things because I had a good holiday season. I was like, let me treat myself, get some quality of life improvements in a shop. So I got a Jessam router lift. I got a data stack. And what's the third thing? Oh, and I got the short yeah, festival yeah. track. Figured, you know what? Let me order from? a couple things because I got them from Rusty. I'm like, Macbeth. Love that dude. Mark so I ordered them from him and 
he got them to me real super fast and the price was right so i had to jump on it uh and the last thing is we started to move even though we bought didn't buy a house hmm. weird, um weird play yeah yeah weird right? i'm retiring even though i haven't retired <laughs> i haven't retired yet i still don't have enough, <laughs> enough money to live off of no we we the house has finally hit like just it it's it's too full of stuff we were kind of going nuts we have all this stuff from the wedding my shop's growing and there's tools in there that i'm not using and other things that are just taking up space that that aren't trash or things that we're going to need we're just in a small space so we finally decided screw it let's get a storage unit so i actually put the second or the first original bandsaw in there because i am going to be keeping that and then we threw a bunch of like the bikes uh camping gear all this stuff that we don't use regularly threw it in there just to free up some space around the house. And this was a couple hours ago that we did this. It feels so much better already. Like I'm able to walk around my shop and there's room to put stuff. Um, so I'm super stoked about that. And it really like, I'm all about like putting stuff out in the universe. Like, yeah, we're going to have a meetup. Like I keep talking about it. Yeah, we're going to buy a house. Like if I put it out there enough, it's going to happen. So this is just another step to getting out of this freaking house into something bigger. Anyways, Mike, what's on your bench? Aside from an uh. empty bourbon glass. Well, um, my son has been sick all week with the oh. cold, and my wife has been sick with strep throat. So that's dope. It's Damn. been a tough week. Work you guys was, can't catch a break. <clears throat> work was uh, eh, it's not that bad. Our life's pretty good, but the work was uh, absolutely insane this week. I don't know. I mean, we were you know the holidays, and then last week was uh, wait was Monday. M- Monday was MLK. So. We had a short week. We're just like coming on the other side of a holiday. It's always slammed. So it's been really busy. We're actually doing year-end stuff for 2020 at work. So blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, this week I didn't have a lot of time in the shop really. It was – I worked – I made this file for these like boxes that I made and I cut them on the CNC. And um, – what? oh, Dan, what's that? <laughs> okay, I'm, making I'm a very concerned face. My jeans. And 10 minutes ago when you did that, it, sca- <laughs> it ruined the show. So uh, – <laughs> No, I I made this design for a box and you can cut them on the CNC and I just I added the file to my uh, Etsy store and the boxes. But uh, that's all I've been working on really this week. I'm kind of in a holding pattern because tomorrow I've got two. I've got three tables I'm working on for customer. Well, one's for us, two are for customers. Uh, tomorrow I need to run up to Chico, which if you're not familiar with the area. It's about two hours north of here. I got to go up there to Bidwell Wood. And pick up the bases. Bidwell is making the bases for me. Uh, I work with them on social media. They're on social media. Pete will put their information in the notes. Their website with the uh, code COFFEE10. Wink. Um, Anyway, if you buy stuff from the... Not that one. Just the... uh, (laughs) Put COFFEE10 in DDWW10. I don't know if that's accurate. I'm going up there. Aaron and the crew up there makes really nice... Uh, metal bases, so they're making a, a couple coffee of ten that gets you twenty five percent off, right? Yes, as you okay. have guessed perfectly, Pete. Um, <laughs> so I'm going up there to pick those up, and then I'm going to start working on um, one of the tables. Our table will be backburnered, and then the following week, I'm going to go pick up the material for the bench I'm starting on. I'm building another bench. I actually went there this last week and they didn't have the wood ready unfortunately uh it was a waste of a trip but it is what it is so this week's just been kind of getting ready for 
the storm ahead because I've kind of taken on a lot for the next few months. I've got a lot of big projects coming up. Oh, the other thing is today I went and picked up um, a couple big sheets of HDPE. I made these, if you're watching the thing right over here, there's a conversion chart I had made. Yeah, you can't see it, can you? I made a conversion chart. uh, Well, I didn't make it. My graphic artist gal made a conversion chart for me, and I'm going to be cutting it out on HDPE. So those are going to be up on my Etsy store soon. I just got to do some tool pathing tests on the CNC with that. So it's kind of what I got going on. Just kind of, oh, I released a YouTube video today. And I am legit very proud of that video. So uh, it will bomb because that's how these things work. It's, um, it's, but it's I actually, okay video. Re- I really like the video okay. a lot myself. So I'm really proud of it. I, think, I thought it was great. Good jokes in uh, it. I even paid you a compliment where I called you funny, and I don't, I don't just tell anyone that they're funny. Thank you for sure. You're welcome. Um, You're welcome. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I really did like. I'm, I'm. That was my first video I've edited in Final Cut Pro, and uh, I really am very excited about having an editing program on my computer. So it's expensive, but I'm really glad I did it. So anyway, that's kind of my week. Just getting videos out. Really, uh, 2021, I'm going to really push for YouTube. So just going to chase that really hard and not let myself fall back on that. Um, that's my week. Dope. I mean, what do you guys want to get into questions now or jump right into questions? We got a bunch today. We got a few. We have a decent amount. Uh, let me see here. Let me get that open. (laughs) Uh, so many episodes in the folder now, you know, uh, the first, maybe we, we bundled them by year. Yeah, I need to bundle some first. up. We'll we'll eliminate the last like uh, forty or something since there's so many now. Just don't oh. like don't <laughs> delete them. No, no, accident. I'm gonna bundle them into a file. I'll archive okay. them. Um, okay. This like first... you did last week when <laughs> right. I disappeared. I didn't. That was Apple. Uh, okay. This first Apple. two questions is from Adam Barnett. I'm gonna play the first one right now. If it'll play right away. Hey guys, it's Adam from Barnett Custom Woodworks. Uh, so I have a CNC machine and I use, uh, you know, the masking tape and CA glue trick pretty much to hold everything. I don't really even use any clamps or anything like that. Uh, but because of that, I stock a ton of masking tape all the time and I just go to the big box store and I buy masking tape, you know, yellow, tan, whatever color you want to call it. All the videos I see on Instagram of all the other woodworkers are using blue painter's tape. Do you guys think there's a difference? Um, I don't know. I use the masking tape for all kinds of stuff. Is there any reason everybody's using blue painter's tape instead? I, I, as far as I know, there's no difference, and I've never had an issue with it. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Adam, everyone knows that the blue tape... Is thirty seven percent stronger. <laughs> I don't know that there's any difference. Dan might know. He's been around. He's been doing this since ninety seven, so he's old AF. <laughs> is that your way of throwing it to me? Dan, so <laughs> yeah, Dan. Now that I've insulted you, <laughs> can you answer this question? To my knowledge, no, I actually don't know knowledge, that there's any difference. Right? There's the same thing, right? Not exactly. No. Okay. To my knowledge, uh, painter's tape <clears throat> has a different adhesive which will release mm. easier. It's a softer adhesive, so it can fill in groove. It'll what now? It'll release easier, and it'll, it'll, it'll <laughs> fill in, like, gaps and stuff uh, easier. 
So like if you're doing a porous surface, it'll fill in the gaps. Um, also, it it'll release much better than a uh, masking tape over a longer period of time. So like if you leave it on there for like a couple weeks or whatever, it'll release a lot easier. And masking tape tends to like sure. bind to your your pieces a lot a lot more. That's the real answer, Pete. What do you got? Dan's hot tip. Yep. Uh, for me, so also it's usually the blue tape is a little yes. thicker as well. So that's another thing. How many C's? I'm a I'm a huge. I'm not even going to say how many C's. <laughs> Two Q's, <laughs> silent C. T H I C C C C Q U E E E E. Ah, English. Did you so say great easy. content, Dan? No, I said great. <laughs> That's great. Oh, my my go to is actually green tape, uh, not necessarily frog, frog tape. Oh. You can get the three. I have the three M green tape, mm, and it's sponsored. great. Uh, no, not. <laughs> but I yeah, like the I find personally that masking tape just rips unevenly. It's like super hard to like rip. Sometimes you'll like start peeling it, and it starts just going off in its own <laughs> direction. So the blue or green tape, I find it's a little thicker and a little more durable. And a green tape especially if you're using it for kind of any kind of painting or whatever it's it sticks way better than even blue blue tape and there's like this whole online war of blue versus green is there i don't want to be a part Man, of that what yeah, a there is. sad hill to die on there's not hey not dog got their hill. <laughs> not dog green tape but yeah i'm not, not sure like saying you have to use green tape but if you use blue tape you're <laughs> stupid just saying i'm just saying this is on the internet so mike what do you think I don't know, man. This is so dumb. Who cares about tape? What he's using it for, though? What you're using it on a CNC? Hell yeah, yeah masking I, tape. Just yeah, use it. Screw you're, it. You're going to peel it up anyway. You're going to throw it away. You're using it for the CNC Adam, and yeah. it's working. Adam, don't tape. stress, homie. If you were to ask me, I would say use x Fasten brand blue painters tape. That's only because yeah. they sent me free stuff and they're pretty cool. Yeah, uh, the great. next question. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Right, right, right. Cool, 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 cool. cool this cool. next one is from a young fellow named Adam Barnett, you may have heard of him because he was the last question. Hey guys, it's Adam Barnett here. Uh, I've been pretty steady gaining followers on Instagram, but it seems like in the last month over the holiday season, and I was posting a lot, doing the stories, posting about the same time every day, um, it just really plateaued. I don't know, maybe my content is just trash. (laughs) <laughs> but uh it just seemed like the f- i was usually getting a follower to a day or you know sometimes more than that or a, you know certain posts would do pretty well and i'd get more followers but it really seems to have plateaued is there something i can do or something i'm doing wrong um i don't know what what do you think i need to do to kind of kick start the page again i feel like uh the engagement's kind of dropped off. My stories do pretty well. I, I see like 40 to 50 people looking at every story, but I don't even get that much engagement on my posts. So I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think? Listen, you got to twerk. It's the only answer. You got to- <laughs> You've got to work. You That's got- right. No, no. You just got to work. Twerk. No, I, got, I, I know what I said. You got to make those cheeks <laughs> clap, Adam. If you don't, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> got to make them reels clap. No, listen here. Seriously, <laughs> January is a wasteland for so for social media. It's 
It doesn't matter what I'm about to say. What I'm going to say right now is what really matters. Don't worry about it, dude. Seriously, you cannot sweat it. It will ruin your life if you think about that stuff. Just do your thing. Like, I know it sounds annoying when you're hearing it from someone who has more followers than you, but you cannot spend time thinking about it. It will literally eat you up inside. Yes. And I've been there. We've all been you there. just have to be like, yeah. You just have to not worry about it. You have to literally just do your thing and put out the best content or whatever you're doing. Put out the best whatever it is you can do. And just don't sweat it because it's just not worth sweating because it's just Instagram. It does not matter. The content dies in nine posts anyway. Don't sweat it. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> just just put out your content. Do your thing. And get interactions with people. Interact with people. Make some relationships, whatever they are. It doesn't have to be like your best friend in the world. Just people you talk to, have some sort of conversation with people and take that out of it. Don't sweat the numbers. You cannot. It will ruin your life. <laughs> Dan? You will see your numbers ebbs and flows. It'll go up and down. Yep. Consistency yep. and engagement is key. Post consist- consistently. Keep your posts on brand. If you're a woodworking page, post woodworking things. Don't post your baking hobbies. Don't do that. No. Stay on Stay brand. on brand. And try to respond to comments. Try to do comments for other people. I'm going to I'm going to be honest with you right now. I've been really terrible at commenting on other people's posts lately because same. Because I've been very busy. But you're being active. You're posting stories. And you're still yeah, engaging I, with I people. I try to do everything else. Really? Really? Michael? Right now with I was TikTok, actually going to really start much? commenting on posts. <laughs> Watch TikTok right now? <laughs> right now? Yeah. I'm not I'm doing anything. Dan's busy. Bottom line. Bottom line. Consistency. <laughs> Be consistent. It's going to feel like an uphill climb. But. ABC. Always be consistent. Yes. <laughs> Always be clapping. Be clapping. <laughs> Anyways, Pete, do you have anything to add to this? Yes, yeah, so I'm going to ditto with a little amendment, uh, which goes mm. back to rule number one, which is always be posting like content, engagement, and if you do enough content, you're going to get oh, yeah, for sure. Something's going to blow up. Yeah, you'll it's going to it's just going to blow up. It's like something you, you I don't doesn't matter how big you are, how small you are, you can release something silly that you thought was I I've released throwaway posts that are I I mean, Dan, was that like the whole not fitting thing? That was, was kind, kind of a throwaway, throwaway post or was that like yeah, There's zero like chance my whole to, pain in, to justify that as anything but a throwaway it, post. But like no, but like yeah, but it was like a throwaway post. That. It's just to put up content and it blew up for the beyond weirdest that. reason. Before I had you know, thousands of followers when I had like, yeah. I think I had like 1500 followers at the time I posted something. I didn't think it would do good. It was around Valentine's yeah. day. I remember this because we were going up to uh, my wife's hometown. We were going to go see, see my CPA and we do that around Valentine's day. <laughs> Very romantic. And what a super, yeah, my dope phone was kind of like yeah. quote unquote blowing up because a video was doing like amazing. I got to like, hundred thousand views, which is kind of like, which was, was a, video, a video, not a reel. Yeah, yeah this was before reels were a thing. Yeah, and my mind was blown. It was the dumbest little video. I don't even remember what it was, <clears throat> but yeah, it just like Twerking. like you said, it you never know what's gonna like. 
blow up. Something might just blow up. So just keep yeah. at it. You don't know what will, so just post every day. Yep. Consistency. That's it. Next. Next. <laughs> yeah, seriously, Adam, don't sweat it. I know it sounds so annoying to hear, but like yeah, you can't it, sweat it, dude. I let it get oh, We said this sometimes. last week. You're doing it wrong with Paul Jackman, right? <laughs> right. You really just gotta <laughs> No one knows. Do it. My numbers are way down. But whatever. Here we go. Adrian Vita with questions from the internet. Hey guys, it's Adrian here from uh, Hickory Homestead Creations. And uh, I just want to say thank you guys for the great tip on boosting my posts from my personal account. I've actually um, went and I liked 10 different posts every day, separate days, to boost, so that it looks like I'm actually having a boost of numbers throughout a uh, time span rather than doing them all in one day. So that was a great tip. Um, aside from that, uh, I got some Purple Heart in, and so I was wondering, I've heard some things about um, it burning or whatnot, like if they're sanding it or cutting it, I'm not really sure. Um, I've just <clears throat> heard references to it burning, um, so I was just wondering, what is your experience with working with Purple Heart? All right, thanks. Pete, what's your experience with Purple Heart? Well, yeah, it might burn a little bit more, but I mean... Depending on yeah, nice, uh, I'm depending like any wood can really burn. So just if, if your tools are sharp, like if you're getting burning on a table saw, might be your blade too. Because if you got a sharp blade, you shouldn't be getting too much burning. Definitely not with sanding, unless you're running it through a drum sander super deep. Like I was running some end grain through there, it was burning. But I don't really Eight experience too much of that. I think if you're Ao, if you're getting a lot of burning, it might be the tool, not the wood. It's definitely the purple I, heart. That stuff burns like crazy. Not, that stuff sucks. That much though. And it's, no, it burns real bad and it stinks. I do not like On purple what? heart. Like when you're doing what? When you're cutting I it. I have only had burning when I'm running it through the drum sander. It's honestly one of the only times that I, I see burning on it. To the table saw, I see it really bad. Well, I guess the you know, table saw, but it's I mean, bad. you sand it away, whatever. And you it stinks. It. Oh yeah, it's not a big deal. You just sand it away. Yeah. Just fix the it. The worst is the dust. It just gets everywhere. Like Yeah, it's so purple everywhere. Like, it's like like Barney, Valentine's Day, Barney exploded in your house or something. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Dan, you uh, know. yeah, Purple Hearts is my answer. Crazy well. dense. I don't know what the Jenga scale is on it, but it's very, very hard. Seventy-three billion. I just looked it up. It's pretty hard. Seventy-three billion. So wow, you, you want to make sure that you that have a incorrect. very sharp blade. All your tools are sharp whenever you're using that stuff in uh, abundance. You're also going to want to make sure that your dust collection is good. Otherwise, it like Mike oh, said, yeah, that's actually important. it will look like Barney exploded in your shop. Yeah. And I think because it's an exotic, some people are allergic to it. And you yes, could have an allergic I mean, reaction to that People are going to be allergic so. to all sorts of sawdust. So, yeah. Right. And bread. <laughs> and nuts. I mean, as long as we're talking about <laughs> alert allergens. <laughs> Let's talk about not I'm getting hungry. So yeah, hungry. bottom line, make sure make sure Outlander. Make, you know what I'm saying? Make sure your tools are sharp, <laughs> your saw blades are sharp, your blades are sharp when you're using that stuff. And honestly, you can have burn marks on everything and then That's you just true. sand it away. I get it's fine. burn marks on maple. Yeah. I mean maple's pretty hard. So. I'm yeah. I'm gonna same. make well maple, yeah, for sure, burn marks. I don't yeah. like purple heart. Like I don't yeah, cherry, yeah. I don't really like purple heart. It doesn't 
do anything for me. I know a lot of people do. There's nothing wrong with that. It's personal preference. It's, I'm just not a big fan. of Some cutting board people yeah, really love it. I'm like, that's nice. It's nice. It's okay. It blows people's minds when you give them a product that has a purple wood in it and you tell them that's the natural color and people are like, oh, what stain is that? natural. People don't understand well, it. Yeah. Wood does that? Yeah. Non woodworkers, I'm sorry. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah bozos normies Nor- muggles <laughs> M- muggles wuggles <laughs> uh, uh the next right. question yeah. is i think i didn't actually mark these by patron we're just gonna jam through these so this next one is uh is it asi shop yes. life okay here we go hey guys this is jake with a sweet idea and asi shop life on instagram I was just calling in with a question about shop projects, um, like cabinets and jigs and that sort of thing. Um, how do you guys plan out your time as far as uh, working those into your schedule? You know, a lot of us out there are doing this as a business, and uh, just wanted to see how you guys, you know, set that up, or if you made time within your your schedule every week, or how you handled that. Thanks. Danielson. Uh, it's tough. I'm going to be super honest. I don't make time for it, but I, I will do it as time allows. I don't try to schedule time for shop projects because I'm, I'm busy. I'm lucky enough to be busy enough with actual client projects that I don't try to schedule shop projects, but as things open up, I will try to slide something in. So that's what she said. Mike, what do you think? Uh, I am in a very fortunate situation to have a day job. It's also not a fortunate situation, but for me right now, I'm investing every single penny of profit into my woodworking business. And that also means every free second I have into making my woodworking business more productive And that means shop furniture gets a big focus for me because I'm able to be more productive when I get more organized. So anytime I have any downtime, I work on something that I've wanted to do in here, like any downtime. So I'm always investing either money or time into making my space the most efficient place I can make it become so that when I eventually do go full time, I can be the most profitable that I can be. So I have the lowest overhead because overhead includes wasted time, time just dicking around trying to step around stuff and move things around multiple times i don't have time for that i hate that i hate i hate gross inefficiency it just makes me so frustrated when i have inefficiencies in my shop or what i'm doing it makes me uh it gets me uh it bums me out (laughs) like bottom line is it bums me out like when i have something that i know i can be doing in a more efficient manner i picture you just like moping around your shop Oh, I wish this was better. Man, I wish this was faster. <laughs> it, it really does. Like, it slows me down and I get hung up on it. Like, I'm like, right now, my outfeed that I'm recording this on has some tools on it that I need to get up there and it's bugging me super bad. Like, I need to get them into a home because they're in my way. And every time I have to move them from side to side on my table, if you add up that time over like a week, I've lost like 45 minutes to just moving crap around on my desk. I don't have time Makes for sense. that. So, I am in a. I'm in a position where I need to, I, I, I am uh, prioritizing those things because I don't, I'm not in the position Dan's in where I need to pay my bills with my woodworking. Yep. I'm just trying to get as much uh, 
money as I can from my woodworking to advance my woodworking so I can build my wood. It's just a weird, vicious cycle. Anyway, Pete. Uh, well, unlike these guys, I'm not really running a woodworking business. I mean, I do woodworking on the side, but I, I wouldn't consider that like my main business. And the thing is, like, I consider myself a serious hobbyist. Like, I don't need to crank out a project every week. Uh, I mean, I do, I do something every week or whatever because I just need it for my mental health. It makes me feel good. But I love shop projects. I love just hanging out in a shop. It is my call it a man cave or Don't sanctum, call it whatever you want to call it. Uh, whatever boy cave, That's yeah. <laughs> little tiny baby boy boys. cave. That, yeah, boy <laughs> cave. Let's. <laughs> on reflection that is really terrible let's not call it a boy cave <laughs> backpedaling now yeah. uh, like boy for me cave? I love I love making shop furniture shop jigs <laughs> because that stuff I get to enjoy every single day while Mike laughs Pete's boy cave down, episode man. title <laughs> demonetized <laughs> but I that's that's like I'm fortunate enough where, I mean, I'm slammed a lot of the time, but I try to squeeze in some time in a shop and work on projects that I want to work on that I'm going to get to see every day and improve the tools that I have while Mike is just dying laughing. <laughs> Petrie's boy Anyways, that's it. <laughs> oh, he is so drunk, Dan. I love it. He's so drunk. Uh, how you dare you? Anyway, the next question is from <laughs> uh, Brett Willis. You might recall him from calling in a question that was two and a half minutes long to ask at the very last two seconds if we're Team Chamfer or Team Roundover. <laughs> Here's his question. We never played the whole question, though. Hi, everyone. This is Brent West from Fox and West uh, in Southern New Hampshire. Uh, thanks for schooling me on how not to tell a story uh, with my last call-in a couple weeks back. Uh, but this week, <laughs> short and simple, uh, I am curious uh, about if you if you guys guys would share a bit about your Etsy store experience, uh, knowing that you just kind of started up for uh, the podcast, and each of you are doing Etsy stores plus doing shirts made to order, um, as a work, workshop doing the same or aspiring to, um, could you just share your experience, tips and tricks. I'm sure many others would like to hear hear that as well. Uh, thanks. Have a good night. Bye. Dan was pointing down. I'm not sure who you were pointing to because we're all in different configurations Pete. on each other's screens. I think you have to go oh, to Pete, Pete first. Oh, my, am I below you? I'm not going down on you. No, you're going to go up on me. Anyways, uh, so, hey-oh. I don't know. What? That's called the Dunlap. Dunlap. Anyways, I've had my Etsy shop for Uppers, now downers, about roofies, floories. Two, two years and two and a half years <laughs> about. Uh, the first year, I made just nothing. Chump change. But I also had like a thing or two things listed in my Etsy store. One was like, there's always like a woodworking thing. And then I started doing some 3d printed stuff when I started doing my push six squares. And for a while I was actually fighting it. I was like trying to do as many deals via Venmo or PayPal or cash sales or whatever, because I don't know, just like, IRS. Kind of like, no, but just I'm like, I was still guys. keeping track all of, of all of it. And right. like, I was going to disclaim it. <laughs> no. I mean, I was. I was tracking all my joking. sales, I'm and that's joking. what I was doing. I know, but because I was tra tracking all of it anyways for just to see how like how much I could spend without getting anyone mad, uh, or I can eat that month. And the thing is, okay, wait, wait no, stop pointing. Stop. Go on, <laughs> so distracting. Anyways, um, so 
What was I saying? Oh yeah, Etsy store. <laughs> you were totally saying off track with your Petrie's Boy Cave. <laughs> so the the Etsy store was not really doing well, but it was there and it started growing. You just have to put stuff out. As soon as I started dumping pro- projects on there and new products every couple of weeks, I started seeing growth and the stuff that I thought was going to do okay. It was like again, it's almost like content. The more you put out there, the more you're going to sell and something might actually blow up and people might actually like it. Also, if you add a level of customization, I find that those items do actually a lot better. And do your research. Don't short sell yourself. People going to Etsy, are not, are, they're not going there for a Facebook marketplace deal. They're going there because they're going for artisan handmade items usually, which means they know the value of some of these items. So they're not going to go for the cheapest thing all the time. Uh, so don't sell yourself short. Shop around, look at what's out there. And just keep putting stuff out. I'm on this trek right now to once a month put up a new item at the very least on Etsy. Because sometimes I think it's nothing and it's going to, before I know it, in a couple months, it's made me 400 bucks, you know? So that's all I got. Now uh, I'm going to point down to Mike. That's me. Uh, Was that right? (laughs) Cool. Yeah, Um, you're, you're below me. I had an Etsy store for a year and, uh, I'd say a year. I had a, a year and over a year I had four sales. And then something happened Bomber. in like August or September of 2020 and sales just went boop. And then through the holidays, it was, it was nuts. I think that, I think COVID had a lot to do with that. People were ordering Christmas presents and having me ship them to their recipient. So that had a big, uh, uptick for sure. But Pete's right. I mean, honestly, if all of the items I had listed were all bangers, I would be screwed because I could not keep up with them. But because I have so many items on my store and they're all doing okay, I get pretty busy from Etsy. So, but if yeah. but if they were all busy, I'd be like in a really bad situation. So you kind of got to cast a wide net uh, and get a bunch of things on there and hope for the best. So. Uh, you know, I have some like Valentine's specific listing up right now. I did not think I would sell any of those things. They're all sold out. So you don't know what's going to hit. Like it's sometimes you just throw things up there. I like randomly cut out some heart trays out of a piece of walnut. I was like, this is a pretty piece of walnut. I'm going to cut some heart trays out of it. List them as a Valentine's thing. Hitch my wagon to the Valentine's holiday. And I'm shipping the last two out tomorrow. So it's just like one of those things you just don't know what's going to hit and what's not. Some things will bomb, some things will... I have items on my Etsy store that have had zero sales in a year and a half now. So you just don't know what's going to happen. And then to answer your other question about shirts, Pete got us um, figured out with Printful. And that is the way... I mean, so here's here's the down, the negative. The negative is you're not supporting someone locally. They're a big company who... um fulfill shirt orders all day long. They're and a big company. That's kno- all they do. Yeah, like who knows like what their labor situations are in their factories. Uh, however, I will say that the shirts and everything that I've I've received from there is high quality and uh, they don't have any labor violations. So it seems it's like it's all comparable right. to prices you'd get locally. Uh, no. And they ship no, for no, you. It's better than prices I could get locally and I don't have oh, to really? do anything for it. Like I was like, yeah. mm, I was really resistant because I thought for sure that my guy locally would be a better price. That's why I kept resisting Pete, resisting Pete. And then I did it. And no, the price is better. Like when you factor in shipping and everything, the price is better. And I do nothing. Like when someone orders a yeah. shirt from me on Etsy, I don't, I just go, yes, 
shirt order yeah, and then it. I'm done. And nothing. And then I'm done. And you're and done. And I collect Completely whatever the dollar off. amount is. So going through Printful is the way to go. It's really fantastic with swag. I do get yep. my shirts through someone else just because the Printful shirts are – or the not shirts, my hats. I do get my hats through someone else mm. because the Printful hats are not great. Um, so yep. I really do prefer my hats to be – I'm kind of a hat guy. So for me, it's important that hats are nice. Uh, so I really want my hats to be nice. So I get them from somewhere else. So, um, and if you want a printful affiliate link, hit me up. Yeah. I got one hit Pete up or more importantly, hit me up. So, uh, no, (laughs) no, just hit Pete up. He said it first. Yeah, for sure. Hit Pete up. You you get the next episode. Yeah, no, I don't care. It's fine. Hit Pete up. (laughs) Pete was the one who came up with the, or he didn't come up with printful, but he's the one that introduced it to my life and it's been better. Uh, Fun fact. (laughs) I didn't. You didn't? I didn't come up with Printful, no. I didn't. Oh, yeah, you did not invent Printful. Before yes. I- <laughs> you introduced it to my life. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. That Etsy is just kind of like um, you really have to optimize everything in Etsy to do well. Yeah. Like you need to tag – you need to use all the tags. You need to have really nice pictures. You need to very clearly describe what it is in the description. People – like Pete said, people going there are there to um, – they're expecting to pay product. a little bit more for a more handmade product. They're, it's like a gateway to a small business for them. Uh, and answer and, every inquiry. And, Customer service is key on there. Well, the other thing is, is if you don't list it, they won't know that you can make it and sell it. So put everything on there that you would ever want to make. And it costs 20 cents. And put everything on there that yep. you'd want to sell in like a production sort of situation. Yep. So if you're if it's something you'd be like comfortable if you got an order for 20 of them and you needed to get them yep. out in 10 days, be sure you're comfortable to do that. Oh, and also I don't know if everyone knows that, but you don't have to have a phys- like a finished item to list it. You can list an item that you sell regularly or you've done before that you know how to do, list it, put a two week lead time or 10 day lead time, yeah. whatever on it. Some people think it's a, you have to have stock. Like, no, you don't. You can just make to order. I don't know who thinks so, that, but you too. definitely don't. Cause I don't keep any stock anymore. Yeah. Dan. I don't have anything to add. I just want to say ditto to Mike. And List Pete. some shirts and they I will have sell. An Etsy store. Right. It doesn't Dan? do as well as Mike and Pete's. I, it will. But oh, you've yeah, made, made some sales, I made some right? Sales around the holidays. All you have to do I, was I take a lot of my scraps listed. or offcuts, and I make cutting boards or whatever, and I list them on Etsy. And I did. When you get that CNC, Dan? Oh yeah, for sure. You're going to start moving that's some stuff the, when you add personalization the, options. The plan, the plan yeah. is to yeah. use that CNC to move stuff on Etsy. But in the past, I've just used my offcuts to make cutting boards and whatnot, <laughs> charcuterie boards, and list them on Etsy. I made an extra fifteen hundred bucks around holidays. I mean, it's nice. That's, mm-hmm. that's how I use Etsy. Almost pays for your CNC. Yeah. And now you have a whole year to make even more stuff with for that sure. CNC. It, well, whenever the um, CNC arrives. Right. Who knows? Yeah. June, July. Uh, this next question is from Chad Hibbs from chadhibbs.com. Uh, Woodworking. Hey, guys. My question this week is in regards to letting other people use your tools. I'm going to be away from my wood shop for some time not able to use my tools. And a good friend of mine said, hey, Chad, you're going to be gone. How about I use your wood shop while you're gone? Uh, I wanted to hear your thoughts on, you know, what you think about letting other people use your tools. You know, do you allow them to use it when you're there? Do you allow them to use it um, when you're not there? Uh, Just want to get your thoughts. Thanks, guys. 
Chad, first of all, I would not tell the internet that you're going to be gone from your house <laughs> for any amount of time. Dibs on a joiner. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and real quick for my answer is zero chance I'm letting someone else use my saws or any of my tools for many reasons. One is liability, like number one. And two is that's mine. Don't touch it. I will like people like when I'm here in my shop and I, I let some local woodworkers come do stuff here because I do have nicer machinery than them and they're able to do stuff they can't and I'm don't charge them. I just like they're nice guys that I like in the area. Um except for my CNC. <laughs> I'll charge you through the nose. But the, everything else they can come here and use um locally. I like those guys I let them use it use it locally, you know. Um but yeah, I mean I'm not letting someone come into my home. And use my tools, Dan. Same. Nope. I I will not let somebody come use my stuff if I'm not here. But if I'm here and somebody local like reaches out to me and they kind of show me that they're a real person, I will invite them to my shop and I will help them and guide them on how to use my tools. I have no problem with that. Like on Ghost. Yeah. Actually, yes. <laughs> have you seen that new Bernie meme? You guide them. <laughs> but yeah i'll I'll, i i I let local people come to my shop all the time i just had a local guy come to my shop and i helped him like love this huge panel and we resawed it on my bandsaw and we ran it through my drum sander and we glued it up with my domino i have no problems helping out local people because i know that i am lucky and i am i'm uh i'm super grateful dan for everything that i have so I like to pay it forward a little bit and help local guys. Even th- you gotta, you gotta help other people out, man. You gotta, yeah, yeah, I have no problem with that. I recognize that. Pete. Yeah, ditto. If I'm not home, don't even try to stop by. Got oh, cameras, yeah, sure. But yeah, it, I mean, also, I'm I'm not really I'm not insured for that like that. I'm insured. I have an umbrella policy, and like I don't want to just the liability alone. I don't want to deal with that. Now, if yeah, like if I have friends coming over or local makers that I know pretty well, yeah, come over. We can work together or whatever. But if I'm not in the house, get the hell out of here. Go get. That's it. So ditto. That was really great. Uh, yeah. The next one is from Moses Cho. He is in the Bible. Hey guys, this is Moses with Chosen Craft Co. It's a two part question, so I hope you guys can handle it. Um, the first part is, if you guys had a major, major injury, what would it be? And I'm not talking about broken bones or boo-boo. It's a major life-changing event. Something like amputation, loss of sight, like big, major stuff. Um, it's kind of morbid, I'm sorry, but I, I'm curious. What would it be? And the second part is, with this injury, you're not able to woodwork, Um what would you do? Obviously, you know, it's very limiting you, you know, not being able to even woodwork. So what could you do? I guess. Thanks guys. Enjoy. Pete, I don't really understand the first uh, question. Like, are you choosing the, first the question is if, Yeah. You choose like, what is the worst? Oh, what is that? What is the worst injury? Like you can live with that. Like if you, have to choose what injury you ever see you Darth had. Maul? He got cut in half in the stomach. Okay. <laughs> um, I'd say, yeah, but then he got the robot parts. I'd say, take my leg. Take my leg. Leave my sight. I want to hear. Take my leg. Take uh, my leg. When take no my one leg, is take around my, you. Know you. <laughs> no. Right. Anything like crying Go and river. chop my leg through. 
Okay. Yeah, take my leg. I'll, I'll still be fine. Not both. The one. You get one. I think that's that's, that's You can still woodwork with thing, one leg Moses. for sure. Moses, you can have one of my legs. That's it, man. But like, I get you're a patron. Oh, he's not a patron. No, you're not getting my leg. Yeah, you don't get anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, everything else. I want to keep all my sight and whatever. But like, and if I couldn't do woodworking anymore, if like, whatever, I just, I, I realized I was allergic to cast iron and sawdust and whatever. I would probably do like... 3D design and modeling and 3D printing, which is something what I do on the side. That or be a video game streamer. <laughs> You're basically I just a play video, video games game and stream all day. I just sit here all day and get all fat and be like, ah. Uh, Dan? Well, first of all, I feel like that last statement was <laughs> an attack. <laughs> NBA 2K? 2K21. All day. All right. um, I've never thought of this. I have. I don't know if I have an answer. We literally played this in a pre-show. Well, Should have thought. Like I listen to that. The what Nobody now? Listens to that. <laughs> so I had a kidney stone Actually, once. Actually, if I guess Is I would have a kidney. I mean, I got two of those, and I can live without a kidney. No, you have to not be able to woodwork anymore. Is what he said. What? I guess it's two questions. So one is like, what major injury would you be okay with? Is that what he said? I don't question. understand the question. I'd be okay with a kidney puncture. I don't understand the question. How do you, how do Me you either? I'm okay with I I'm okay with it? losing a Yeah, you you cho- if like what is one major disability losing you'd be okay finger. with? Those are useless. I'm okay with that. I mean major is like I'm thinking That's pretty hand. major. Have you ever lost well, a you... finger? It's a major injury. Yeah. <laughs> Should get a saw stop. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Then I'm back order. People need to watch the video to I, see what oh, Mike's doing. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't have an answer, Moses. I'm really sorry. I don't know. I don't know. Mike, Mike, please stop doing that and answer the question. No. No. I don't understand the question. Uh, I guess I would have to lose both my legs to the jointer. And uh, if I couldn't... That's that's the way that's to go. That's the way yeah. to I'm do it. I mean, if you're going to do it, you do it. Run them down like a... A, an eight a cheese on a food <laughs> processor, but no, but no, 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 keep passing him through it one thirty second at an inch uh, of an inch at a time. <laughs> you gotta get some good dust collection for uh, human body parts in the jointer. Uh, human jointer I'll episode forty six. Um, <laughs> just a hand plane. <laughs> uh, you know, and what, what if Mike? If you couldn't do woodworking, what would you do aside from uh, clearly stripping? Because the I body. Be, I, I mean, I charge by the pound, and I'd be a billionaire. Um, <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> so dumb. I'd be the. Uh, uh, you really, you know, sometimes you really carry your weight. Who's on the, the uh, Who's the guy you live by, Dan? Warren. War- I'd be the Warren Buffett of strippers. The Warren Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> um. So a rich stripper? I mean, they all are. Um. Let's see here. Actually, I don't know. I'd probably still do the podcast because I'd assume I didn't lose my head, and um. Right. You know. I wouldn't be woodworking anymore because, you know, that's the whole premise of this very weird question. Fired. That's right. It's a woodworking podcast. Yeah. So I guess I'd uh, be pretty heavy into Minecraft and yeah, uh, baking shows. <laughs> yeah, you and me could. British baking I don't know, shows. This question's so dumb. I'm sorry, Moses. I love you, but this doesn't make any sense. All right. Next <laughs> Moses, question. I thought it was great. I answered both. <laughs> this next question is from J the D. 
I said it like that because I'm writing it down After because I forgot question, to earlier. We need to do the No, let's do the, the part. Giveaway. Let's do it now because we only have four left. Do it now. Do it now. Okay. Oh, give away. Give away now. Yeah. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. All right. So <laughs> give away. Oh, Pete's pooping. Shocking. <laughs> Last week, uh, the Macbeth sponsor giveaway, we gave away two jet parallel clamps that are 24 inches long. That is a $120 value. Our man, Ben Miller won that he won uh around christmas he won the sticker beat like holiday giveaway yeah the extra yeah he won the extra giveaway so he won the actual Macbeth giveaway this week congratulations ben nice this week we are giving away it's a very niche crowd so hopefully somebody could use this but Macbeth is giving away a saw stops 10 inch standard brake cartridge. So if you, if, hey, if someone wants to sell that to me for listing, I'll buy it oh, from for you. sure. I mean, here's the Double thing. the price. Saw stop is Listing. like back ordered on everything right now. So we're not telling you what to do with your winnings, but if you list them on the internet, if you can't use it, you might get a little bit more than asking or retail price. Just saying. Not telling you to gouge. Not telling you to gouge. You can not straight telling you to up do gouge. Anything. Just throwing <laughs> that out there. But we want to thank Macbeth for giving away another thing this week. Absolutely. And big thank you to Macbeth. I have a code phrase, possibly. And it really Uh oh. I really should thank Moses. Is it Petrie's boy cave? No, because that should be the uh show title. <laughs> show title? I'm not taking that from you. Um, I'm going to thank Moses for, for the, uh, the code phrases. So I got a couple of them. Amputation woodworking. No, Mm -mm, I don't like it. Or human dust collection. Human jointer. Human jointer. (laughs) It's so weird. What do you want it to be, Dan? This is your bit. What do you want it to be? Uh, I don't want it to be any of those, but I don't have anything better. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I've got, uh. El Camino cheese curds. Ooh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I've got a. Uh, Are these all pre-show jokes though? <laughs> Wa- Walnut stained gooch wood. <laughs> I think these are all from the pre-show. So people, if, pe- if they are, people aren't sponsors. in the pre-show, they don't understand the jokes. <laughs> who cares? It doesn't matter. They need to. No, that's pre-show. what I'm saying. Yeah. People need to join the pre-show. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Rico, Uncle Rico's Robo Bench. Robo. <laughs> <laughs> I added that last part. Um, Do you have another? No. What was the, the uh, walnut stained gooch wood? <laughs> walnut stained gooch wood. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's was that That's wait? Was that in a pre-show? No, pre-show. Or the that... walnut stained <laughs> cheese curds? Gooch wood. Four hundred and fifty-four ounces of cheese curds. <laughs> can you, Dan? Can you please? I can't believe I'm saying this. Dan, can you spell gooch for everyone? Thank you. There's no T. There's no silent T. It's pretty uh, phonetic. (laughs) So, walnut stained gooch wood is your code phrase this week, ladies and gentlemen. Send that to us at an email at awpgiveaway at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Back to the show. I. I googled it. It is the correct spelling, Dan. Nice job. Also, Taylor Gooch, apparently a professional golfer. Poor choice of names. 
Superman. <laughs> Terrible name. That's Superman over here. <sighs> That's no Taylor good. Gooch. Gooch Thermal Systems in Pennsylvania. That sucks. <laughs> you got to keep it warm. Uh, oh, <laughs> this next one. <laughs> what? Which is well. Why don't I look this up earlier? What if I had another ca- catchphrase? We're gonna wrap this up. Uh, right. This next right. question is yeah. from Josh the dad. Uh, outro from the Walnut Stained Goochwood straight into Josh the dad. Hey guys, it's Josh the dad. Yeah, Josh the dad, one of the big IG coming at you with a, a a pop in the brain question. Now, I love how we can ask questions here and you guys give honest feedback. And it doesn't matter what skill level you are, you probably are going to learn something. So thank you for that. So here's the question. I've got some chisels that I need to sharpen. I have a really crummy stone thingy that I throw a little oil on and eh, it kind of gets an edge, but not what it needs to be. I'm still scared to use my chisels because I'm going to slip and cut my thumb off. So here's my question. What should I sharpen them with? What kind of stone or diamond thing or grinder? I don't know. What what should a normal woodworker have in order to get a good edge, nice and sharp, on some chisels? Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Dan. What should he use to sharpen his chisel? I won't tell you what you should use, but don't go on grinder. First of all, <laughs> I use a, a diamond, a diamond stone plate, a diamond plate. It. What's super important is whatever you're using is very flat. Those stones can uh, erode over time and become concave. And they won't be as flat as they were when you first bought them. They're good. I, I use them as well. I have a couple. But nothing beats the diamond plate that I bought off Amazon. I think it was like 50 bucks. It's like a 600, 1200 grit. You know, flip it over. Those are great. I can't, I can't tell you how great they are. They're, they're fantastic. That's what I recommend. You can get, you can get those sharpening systems. Uh, what is that? What is that thing called? The, the pro I don't know what it it's is. It's going to leave you hanging. There's there's a sharpening system out there. I can't the name escapes me all of a sudden. Pro Pro Sharp? No. Sharp Pro. Sharp Pro. Sharpnado 2. <laughs> Return of the Sharpnado XL. <laughs> you can get those but they're really three sharp. They're, they're really expensive and if you're not doing three a lot furious. of sharpening, I don't think that it's worth it not for worth you. It. Get a nice little diamond plate. Pete. I cannot recommend enough sandpaper. Uh, There's a video I'm going to drop in the show notes by Paul Sellers where he takes a set of Aldi chisels from literally from Aldi, the store that sells food too. And I have a set of those and they're fantastic actually. Of course I do. I want them in a giveaway. (laughs) Even better. (laughs) Yeah, I did. This and no, they're actually really is good. Is like and the perfect metaphor for Pete's life. <laughs> yeah, I won Aldi chisels, Aldi chisels in a giveaway. giveaway. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like a one thousand, so yeah, entry level. But this video is fantastic because it shows you how to sharpen without any stones. I think he might use them for like some of the honing, but honestly, I think he does the entire thing, if I remember correctly, on sandpaper stuck to a pane of glass. Now, if you can, if there's like a a, a slab, what is it? A marble, granite. not marble, granite countertop place around you, 
knock on their door and stuff. Well, not maybe not now. Maybe call ahead and be like, <laughs> "Hey, do you guys have any like cracked granite, pieces or offcuts? You don't need anything major." It, because if you can get a nice granite slab, I got one. Somebody was, I guess, doing demo, and there was just a bunch of cracked granite like all over the uh, the sidewalk. I took a piece, I squared it up, and I use it to put sandpaper on, and that's how I sharpen all my chisels. And when I'm done, I can shave the hair on my arm, not in my beard. It's too tough, but I'm kidding. Now I can shave the, the beard too. But it's, it's ra- it is razor sharp when it's done, and I don't use a single stone for it. The only stone I would use if I pick up a chisel at a, a like a flea market or something, and it's really good steel, but it's really beat up, I'll take it to a grinder to actually clean it up. So I'll send it out to somebody on the app that I met on the app, on and the then they send it back on to the me. Grinder app, <laughs> yeah, the grinder app, yep. And and then uh, then I sharpen it just sandpaper. Mike, how do you do it? Uh, I used to use a diamond stone set from Amazon by a company called DMT, which I actually really recommend. Mine was a three stone set. And that was before I got my wet sharpener. I hate the sharpening process. Like I really do not enjoy. Yeah. There's people who love it. It's like a sub hobby for woodworking. There's some people who, there's people who like, it's an art for, they're amazing. They can like, you know, throw their chisel and hit a fly and cut it into four pieces and stuff from across the room and stuff. Like they really love sharpening. It's like a sub hobby for them. I don't care. I just want my edges sharp and I want to be able to use my hand tools. Um, So I bought this wet sharpener. It's amazing. So for me, it's well worth it. But if you don't want to make that big, it's a big investment. So it's tough to justify unless you're using your hand tools a lot. Um, Those DMT stones, the diamond stones, I think they're like, the price fluctuates so much. You just got to keep an eye on it. Like I've seen them as high as 110 bucks and the three piece set that I have, I got them when they were like $59 and it fluctuates all the time. So those are really good. Uh, but what Pete's saying with sandpaper, wet, wet sandpaper on uh granite works great. So it just depends on even glass. You, you just need to get it. like a little home glass guy to make sure your angle flat. stays the same or to make sure it stays and, flat. Yeah. Yeah, so you can run it back. You know, the only problem with glass is that it's still technically a liquid and it will not be perfectly flat. So that's the only thing you got to factor in. So I mean, glass is pretty damn flat. No, glass flat will, too. is a liquid still and it will still, over time, it will, over whatever very, plane it's on, it will sink I've down. i touched it. It's, it's physically, it's a Over 20, plate. 30 years, yes, it will. Yeah, um, it's, <laughs> not, it's not machined to be perfectly flat like granite is, but it is flat ish um the next question is from matt morgan it's for sure from from matt morgan what's up guys for matt sure. from garden state woodshop question <clears throat> two-part question first question is since dan finally decided to pick up a dust collector mike has about seven of them pete has a psi i don't understand uh Penn State Industries. I just anyway, got it. Um, <laughs> I was wondering what you guys do with your dust when your bag is full. Do you make uh, fire starters? Do you throw it out in the yard waste pickup day? Do you bring it to a dump, throw it in your garden? Um, because throwing it in your garden, I've heard mixed things about not being good for the for the plants. Um, my bags seem to be getting full quite often, and i uh, just like to hear what you guys do. Second part of the question is, 
How many times does Mike say for sure during an episode? <laughs> I was listening to last week's and I didn't start counting them, but geez. <laughs> hey, just curious. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Dan, what oh. do you do with your dust? I for sure put it right in the garbage can cool, 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 cool. for uh, <laughs> city waste. Like It's an automated pickup. So there's no like garbage <clears throat> men or women out there that has to deal with the dust. Ooh, that's cool. Fancy. So no how does that work? Is it robots? Yeah, it's kind of robotic. Girl robots? Yeah. I know I know everybody thinks that I live in, in the the sticks and And you do. And there's no technology around, <laughs> but like it's all automated, so I don't have to worry about it. I just put it in the in the big weekly garbage can and I dump it. Take care of it. Goes in the landfill. What a weird flex. What about you? <laughs> uh, I do a few things. Uh, when it's this time of the year, I'll throw it in, like all of it in my fire pit, and I'll just throw a match in there, and it will burn for like a day and a half. It just smolders for a couple of days, <laughs> um, and it always smells good because I do a lot of walnut in here, so it always smells good around. Like you can smell it when I'm driving home. You can smell it for like two. Oh, you don't want to burn that Gooch <laughs> The walnut Gooch wood is that stinks. <laughs> no, it's uh. <laughs> States. No, uh, uh, and then the uh, the brown heartwood is the worst part. <laughs> Showstopper. Uh, I actually had a guy come, and I've actually do this done this a few times. He came and grabbed all my sawdust, and he turns them into fire starters. And so it's a local guy who actually works with my cousin. And then the other thing is, I just throw it in my yard waste bin. And it goes away. So those are the things I do. In the summer, I don't burn it. Obviously, that's a fire hazard. But this time of the year when it's cold and wet out, I, I'll burn it in the fire pit. Uh, and then you definitely don't want to put it in your garden because it will pull all the nitrates out of the soil and kill everything in the garden. Yeah, typically, so. like, I don't know about you guys, but, like, the sawdust I'm working with fluctuates. So sometimes there's walnut. Sometimes there's badoop. Sometimes there's hickory. You know, like, I don't know if I want to put that in my garden. Walnut is not great for any of that stuff. Obviously, I would never like put that in sort of in any sort of like animal bedding or anything like that. Walnut is walnut dust is poisonous to a lot of things. Keep that in mind. Something I would like to do in the future when I'm not here and like at a different house, I would like to make like a compost bin, like a big U-shaped cinder block thing where I can throw all my my uh my dust chips and just throw them into a pile and rotate them every once in a while because those will break down and eventually become good compost oh, yeah. but it takes a really long time for sawdust to break down sorry pete nobody tossed it to i me just yet, did so cut me off when i said sorry oh that's my throw yeah. to you now sorry, i say sorry pete, pete. <laughs> oh, sorry no he was talking to the audience yeah. sorry, sorry comma pete. pete's this is, this turn is the throw pete. sorry pete sorry pete <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yes, compost pile is a big one. We have a compost pile here that we mix some of the sawdust into, but obviously like, like Dan said, it's a lot of times it's mixed stuff. You're not really just getting the one type of wood. So if I'm going to be milling up, like let's say a lot of maple or something, I'll empty my bag out in a trash and then I'll, with the fresh bag, I'll just mill up all the maple, especially if it's running through a planer or a joiner a bunch, you get like nice kind of flaky chips. You're not getting like sawdust. Uh, and I toss it in that. And in the fall, if you were going to put it in your garden, you put it in the fall after you've harvested everything and put it in the soil and add some 
manure, whatever you want to put in there, uh, and leave it all winter. And by spring, it's golden. You never want to do it like right before planting because it's going to mess everything up. But if you do it in the fall, it's the same thing as in the forest. Just things kind of fall down. They kind of mill around all winter underneath the snow. And then spring, it's all good and stuff grows again. Uh, yes, I do make some fire starters, but it's usually with the flaky stuff. And as for the trash, the the New Jersey laws on the stuff like that, or at least in my town, that's technically e- or green waste. So it's like the same thing as like leaf pickup, which they don't do all year round. But I do this thing called bribery where <laughs> I give my garbage men a six pack every couple of months because they're doing a great job. And no, they are. I mean, they're working their butt off because I don't have a robot garbage man. I have a real man here and women. So I give them a six pack and I can honestly, I could put a dead body out there and they'll pick it up. So, so just saying. I'm going to come back to talking about what I do. Um, we do have yard waste pickup or green pickup or whatever you want to call it. And I, I mm-hmm. actually called the city and asked if I could put sawdust in there, and I told them what it was, and they, I was told no. So that's why I do the garbage. It, it makes no sense to me. Yeah. It makes and no sense please, to me whatsoever because you know whatever. But I, I'm also in a town where like they don't always put people don't always put out like garbage bins. They just put out garbage bags. And if you do that, if you're in one of those towns, please double bag it or something. Don't just put it in, like Wrap a loose bag. Rascal. The last thing you want is like the garbage man. You've I don't know if you've ever seen them just like tossing the bags and just throwing them across the street. Uh, You don't want that thing to rip. You guys don't have bins? They will never. We do, but like when it's like a simple pickup, whatever, at least in my town, people just leave a bag or two out. We don't have crazy raccoons and stuff, so it's fine. Places where you got, you know, crazy animals. Bears. But yeah, you don't want that thing exploding in their face. They're going to be I heard it attracts bears. Bears. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I actually called as well. Galacticus. I, <laughs> I actually called as well, and they said definitely green waste for that. Sorry, Luna's here. If you couldn't ha- hear by her Luna! jowls slapping around as she shook her whole body, I thought that was you twerking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get those TikTok views. Clapping. Um, Mike twerks clap. one one hour twenty minutes. That's right. That's yep. a good show title. Uh, this next question's from. We got to get going. I mean, this is an hour and twenty minutes in. We got two more. Tyler Ooh, Isaacs, last, last we got two more. more. Hey guys, good morning. Oh. Tyler here, Wooden Whiskers Trading Company. So I wanted your thoughts or advice or tips. I'm looking to invest, purchase my first spray system, um, kind of entry level, <clears throat> maybe intermediate level, and wanted to kind of see what's out there and wanted your thoughts. Thanks, guys. Catch you tonight. I think we're all going to have the same answer for uh, entry level sprayer, right? Yeah, just answer, Dan. The uh, Fuji sprayer, it's like 900 bucks. Totally get that. No. Yeah. I was going to say the home right. That was, yeah, <laughs> the home right. Good good job oh, on that joke. I, I get yeah. what you did there. Thank you. Oh, Pete. I missed it. I was going to say just buy the handle that attaches to the, the spray can. The, like the little the $4 pink handle. Yeah. Because honestly, that's, if you want to talk entry level, that's, pretty entry that's a level. game changer. Yeah. Man, talk about it's entry level, not wanting like, to save money. I mean, if you buy rattle cans for everything, you're like out like three grand by the end of the year. You might as well buy two Fujis. Right. Yes. I mean, rattle cans are expensive. Absolutely. The answer is buy the Home Right sprayer, the Supermax, I believe. It is yeah. like 
Mm-hmm. I think it's like a hundred dollar sprayer. It's a hundred dollars. It's like they have the regular home right, which is only forty nine bucks too, and it'll only push clear finish. It won't do paint. It, yeah, but the clear they, finishes are really are cheap notoriously thinner than paint. <clears throat> yeah, that's it. We no one else needs to answer no. that. Let's move. Uh, the next one's from Perfect Willow answer. Wood Design. Hey, fellas, it's Ben from Willowwood Designs Co. I just want to hear your guys' thoughts on where you see woodworking in the next 10 years. Uh, maybe if someone's got a retirement plan uh, around that time frame, is woodworking going to change? Is it going to stay the same? Uh, and maybe is it a good idea for a retirement plan? Are you going to be able to support a family off of it? Um, this is something I'm highly uh, into, and I want to do that when I retire. So looking forward to your guys' thoughts. Thanks. Dan, you're almost retired due to how old you are. You and- <laughs> uh, Well, here's the thing. Woodworking has been around for a couple millennia. I don't think... Is it, is it older? It's, yeah. it's pretty old. <laughs> Mahogany. It's like Alder. Gooch. Um, but for oh, real, man, I, I don't, Alder so much. I don't think it's going to change too much. You know, the only thing that's going to change is yeah. the, the tools that we use. Obviously, obviously, CNCs are are kind of like coming in into light quite a bit recently. I think in the last ten years they've really blown up. Um, but I, I so wouldn't say right woodworking is going to change. I don't see how it could change much. I mean, you're just putting wood together, right? I mean, it's a, it's going to become steel. It's, it's a centuries old no like medium. <laughs> uh, if you want to retire to do woodworking. I really believe that's kind of all on you, man. I'm, I mean, it's all about your drive and 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 what you want to put into it. You're gonna you're gonna get out of it what you put into it. So it's really in in your ballpark for that. What do you think, Pete? I think I, I agree that it's not really going to change much. It's it's been around for so long. The tools are going to improve a little bit. Obviously, CNCs going to be a big addition lasers now you know technology is growing and even 3d printing is people are 3d printing printing like furniture parts which uh so fun fact there is wooden pla plastics that are embedded with sawdust that yeah and you can literally stain it and everything yeah i'll I'll print some stuff one day and i'll show you guys but i think the biggest challenge you're going to be up against yeah it's gorgeous um <laughs> this is my printed Goochwood. mahogany Goochwood uh, console yeah, table. I should, I'm going to get some uh, wooden PLA. And, uh, You'll show, show you us. It's, it's going to be gorgeous. Oh, I'll show you. If that I'm going to print the whole show title, desk I'm this morning. Printed mahogany Goochwood. <laughs> it is now. So gross. So futuristic. But the thing I think you're going to run up against the most is other woodworkers and makers. We... The, over the last 10 years or so, we've all been flooded with the DIY movement. It's It was a real thing. A lot of people got into it. A bunch of those people have stayed in the business. You know, a lot of them just fell off. It was a, a fad for them. But like a lot of people have gotten into woodworking or making of some kind, and they're still in the game, and they're going to be in the game for a while. So you've got potentially more competition. So I'd say you got to make sure to diversify uh, stay on your toes because I mean, you, yeah, you can make a living doing woodworking all the time, but if you really want to shine, you got to kind of stand out or be very diverse uh, because there's, there's a lot of people out there 
doing the same thing because of what's happening. And now with COVID and everyone just kind of hunkering down and, you know, trying to make stuff on the side, uh, it's gotten even bigger. Like Etsy's exploding. Their numbers on Etsy are, are crazy high. I forget the numbers because I read the article the it's other seven. day. Seven. <laughs> seven people have bought things this year. It's crazy. crazy. Mike? Uh, I have no idea where, where, where woodworking is going to be in 10 years. I think the only thing that's going to really change is like what consumables people are using and like the tools that are around, like Dan said. <laughs> like, you know, there's finishes that were popular 10 years ago that no one cares about now. But that doesn't really affect the overarching model of woodworking and none of that stuff matters that's all like what's popular right now so i mean there's things that just don't change about woodworking what joinery works what you need to do when you're joining wood together there's just certain things that are just like fundamental parts of woodworking that will never change and i think that's the thing like we've kind of learned everything about how to manipulate the medium so it's we're not going to learn. No one's going to be like, "Whoa, look at this joint! It turns the wood into metal." It's not going to happen. I mean, it's, we've learned everything we can about woodworking. Now we're just kind of like doing all this crazy stuff at this point. But the fundamentals will never change. I also think that we're in an interesting time right now, where I think ten years ago, people more than that. I think there was a period of time where people were like, "I'm buying everything at the cheapest price I can possibly get it." And they would spend all their money at like places like Target or Ikea. And that was the drive. I think there seems to be a movement towards bespoke, handmade, supporting small business right now. And who knows how long that's going to last. That's what could change. Actual woodworking, it won't change. But the demand for woodworking could change. And you just don't know. That's perfect. It could be different in like 10 years, it could go back to, there's so many reasons that can affect why that would happen. There could be some massive economic economic shift. Uh, there could be all kinds of things that would change why people are needing or wanting to buy cheaper stuff. Um, I think during the uh, depression, people probably weren't looking for bespoke live edge slab tables. They were probably looking for a crate that someone threw out behind their restaurant to use as a table. Yeah, like right, exactly. Like, <laughs> like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's all about um, where things are in society. So the craft will always be there, but the demand for the craft will always go up and down. It just will always do that. And it just happens to be that right now we're in a period that that appears to have high demand for it. And it looks like it's still climbing. I think we're on like a really good time to be yeah. in woodworking. It's a renaissance. Right. Yeah. And it is. It seems like so, sorry, that's it has a lot to do with the situation peaking right I mean, now. a lot of people are at home and they want to support small businesses, like Mike said. And while people are at home, this is my own thing. This is my own belief. While people are at home and they're looking around, you know, they're kind of like they're kind of like they looking at, enjoy at nice their things. current situation and like, I would love to upgrade this. And I th- I think that's driving a lot of the, the current business. Yeah, I think I think people are like before when you're kind of busy with the you know the hustle and bustle of your day job, you're just like, okay, I have this uh table that I throw my keys on every day when I come home, right? Now you're like at home every day with this table you bought and it looks like crap. So you're like, man, I'd really like mm-hmm. to be I'd really like the thing that's in the place where I spend all my time now to be nice. Yep. You know, when you start spending all your time at home, you want those things to be nice. So, and this isn't like a dig on any economic 
socioeconomic status, no. but wealthy people don't work. <laughs> they have they have jobs or income that allows them to be home more often, and they are kind of the the uh, whales of purchasing handmade and nice high end stuff because they are home. They spend most of their money and time making their home or homes better. So they're a good they're a good yep. customer to get in woodworking. Right now, we're in a situation where uh, the economy has definitely been hard on on groups of people, but there's also groups of people who have not, like Dan, Pete, myself, we didn't get financially wrecked by the economy. Some people definitely did, and we need to help them, but we didn't, and we're kind of like... We're very fortunate. Sadly, I guess we're fortunate to be in a situation where it's going well for us uh, because we're doing woodworking and people are wanting to buy those things. So anyway, it just, it depends on the, what's going on around you. Um, But the bottom line is if you like doing it, you need to do it. You should do it because it brings you happiness. Now, if you're in a situation where you're retiring and you still need an income, who knows? Who knows where it's going to be in 10 years if it's going to be a viable income? Yeah, the bottom line Man, is, I hope so. The bottom line is if we could predict that, we could be multi-millionaires yeah. by playing we, the stock market. Yeah. We wouldn't be. I wouldn't, wouldn't be, doing be doing this podcast. podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We, we'd be off the coast of Madagascar swimming with spider monkeys or something. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, the American dream of swimming with spider monkeys off of Madagascar. Anyway, um... That's the episode. <laughs> what a real train wreck. Uh, thanks for listening to this. Uh, if you did, I apologize for Pete and everything he said. Uh, thank you to... <laughs> I, I don't take any of it back. No, thank you to Bear Hall of Supply for supporting the show. Thank you to the patrons. You guys are incredible. If you could give us a five-star review, that'd be cool too. We don't really know if it helps us, but we think it does, so that's important. Uh, go- that's nice. <laughs> nice. It just makes us feel good. Uh, always keep sharing the show. We really appreciate that. Even though we're not great about resharing it on the podcast account, it really does mean a lot to us. <laughs> so please keep doing that I feel and like that's uh, an attack tagging on us. Me. And it was def- definitely an attack on Dan. I know that Pete went in there and there was over seven thousand mentions that were not reshared. <laughs> no, seriously though, we really appreciate you guys very much. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. Keep listening. Keep sharing. Keep sending us questions. What's the guy's name? Brett Willis. Thanks for getting the joke about, you know, the long voice message, man. We really do appreciate you writing in again. Really greatly appreciated. Um, Chad, thanks for your hilarious location tags on your voicemails. They're pretty good. Keep up that. I have not. They do not go unnoticed. So thanks to everyone who calls in. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Love you long time. Love you. Bye. Why are you the way that you are? Honestly, every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be.